This is the show they don't want you listening to. The show with all your rights and zero handcuffs. So sit back and stand, grab that chopped cheese while you wait for that six buzz. Because let's face it, it ain't coming anytime soon. The Miranda Project with your host, Have you heard of Anchor? If you haven't, I'm here to help you. Anchor is the easiest way to make your own podcast. Let me explain. It's free, which is awesome. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone and or computer. Man, you know, for us that are always on the go, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's great. It's everything you need to make a podcast, your podcast, in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Once again, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's Anchor. A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. Thank you and welcome to the Miranda Project. On a sour note, um, I, I kind of just, I'm taking it back. Um, you know, I, I usually start the episode uh, or the podcast rather um, a beat and... And, and, you know, we go through all the businesses of the uh, podcast. Obviously, want to thank you all, like I mentioned before, for being on here. And, and, and um, you know, great. Uh, you know, my listeners, uh, I, I so appreciate the fact that you are have taken the time off of your busy schedules just to, to give us a listen. So definitely want to thank you all for that. But if you can, please just just follow me right now and help me commemorate these brave men and women that gave their lives, that gave the ultimate sacrifice to help others in a foreign country, to help keep our freedoms, our freedoms for love of country, for love of freedom. They gave the ultimate sacrifice. Please join me in commemorating them. U.S. Marine Sergeant Johanny Rosario, 25, U.S. Marine Corporal Hunter Lopez, 22. U.S. Marine Lance Corporal Kareem Nakoy, 22. U.S. Marine Lance Corporal Riley McCullum, 20. U.S. Marine Lance Corporal Jared Schmidt, 20. U.S. Marine Lance Corporal David Lee Espinoza, 20. U.S. Navy Maxton Soviak, 20. U.S. Marine Staff Sergeant Taylor Hoover, 31. U.S. Marine Corporal Deegan Page, 23. U.S. Army Ryan Naus, 23. U.S. Marine Corporal Humberto Sanchez, 22. U.S. Marine Sergeant Nicole Gee, 23. And U.S. Marine Ricky Thompson, 21. These, these brave men and women gave their life to defend our freedoms, gave their life 
defending the Afghan people in a country that, as we know, is war-ridden if you were able to listen to episode one of this series we went over the history if we must of you know what is going on in afghanistan and how we got to where we gotten today and recording this we'll get into how we got here how we got to the fact to the point of losing 13 members of our finest of our bravest in a senseless attack on an airport in Kabul. Just join me and, and, and continue listening on so that we can get to at least in some way, some form, answer the question, what is going on in Afghanistan? Thank you once again for joining us here on the Miranda Project. We're, we're so happy to have you um, just, uh, you know, even under all these circumstances and, and just the, the craziness that we're, we're hearing. And, you know, we're going to get into all of this. Like, I, I truly, truly hope that you're going to be able to, to understand what is going on and how we got to where we are. I mean, it's just I, I, I'm I'm. I'm stuck. I, I am truly, truly stuck. And I hope that together we can uh, somehow uh, unstick ourselves, uh, 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 you know, unravel this 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 thing, because it's just unbelievable what, you know, where we are right now. You know, September 1st, 2021. Um, don't know whether you'll be listening to it, obviously, or they listen to this podcast on the first. You might be listening to it on the sixth, but hopefully we'll be able to unravel the craziness that has transpired. Um, once again, like I said at the beginning of the episode, thank you for um, allowing me to commemorate those brave souls that gave that ultimate sacrifice. Um and I also, you know, want to thank you, our listeners, for giving us the opportunity to speak to you and and for you to be with, here with us and 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 try to get understanding, try to under, you know, decipher this stuff. I, you know, I saw this interesting post on Instagram, um, you know, not too long ago, as a matter of fact. It says, it said, "Don't believe what I post." research what I post. I'm not telling you, I'm not going to get on here. I'm not going to stand or sit in front of this microphone and speak to you and tell you, believe what I'm telling you. That's not what this is about. That's not what the Miranda Project is about. You see, because if, if that was the case, then I would just tell you, continue to listen or continue to watch ABC and CBS and CNN and, and, and so on and so forth. I will I would tell you to continue to watch them and get your information from them. But that's not what the pro what, what this podcast is about. This podcast is one for you to listen and for you to decipher and come to your own conclusion, for you to do the research, for you to get what we're telling you and for you to say, wait, is is he for real? Hold on. I'm going to go check because I don't know. I'm looking at the television and the television is telling me one thing, but Manny is telling me something completely different. So I got to go and check. 
that's what the Miranda Project is about. And I truly, truly hope that this is what you do after you listen to episode two of what is going on in Afghanistan. Please, please do your own research. Please, please find out. I don't want to go and tell you what to believe or what I'm telling you is the truth. That's not the case. I want to tell you that what I'm telling you is for you. It's it's nuggets of information. It's it's pieces of information that hopefully will allow you to open up, whether it be Google, whether it be DuckDuckGo, whether it be whatever search engine it is that you uh, utilize and you do your own research and you come up with your own conclusion. And again, that's what this is about. Thank you once again for making the Miranda Project a stop for you in, their, in, in the odd universe or in the multi-universe uh, universal world of podcasts and political news and just news period. And I want to thank you for making the Miranda Project a choice of you of a choice of yours to at least listen to what we have to say and dissect it and do your own research and come to your own conclusions. With that being said, just want to take care of some quick podcast business. Uh, Once again, thank you for following us on uh, Anchor or uh, Spotify. We're also on Apple Podcasts now. Uh, uh, We're on Breaker. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on different different avenues, uh, uh, different uh, places that you can find our podcast. Uh, So we thank you uh, for following us. If you haven't followed us, uh, then... then, uh, uh, go ahead and do so. I'm not telling you to push the button, but, uh, you know, if you feel inclined to do so, we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, so thank you uh, once again if you're following us and thank you if you are going to follow us. <laughs> but no, on a, on, a, on a serious note, uh, I really do thank you for for, um, you know, being with us uh, now our fifth episode. And uh, just want to give you that little bit of uh, additional uh, stuff. Again, you can follow us on those different avenues. You can also go on to our website that again is a work in progress we're building from the ground up uh that's the miranda project.com that's p-r-o-j-c-t.com the miranda project.com and uh you know you can go on there our latest episodes are on there we're working on putting a newsletter together so that different uh sites that we um get information from and uh, a quote or whatnot will be up on that site for you to be able to, like I said before, get on, dissect, open up and do your own research and not just listen to what I'm telling you and take what I'm telling you as um, the quote unquote gospel. Okay. So, um, you know, I I hope that you once again, uh, like I said, follow us on whatever platform it is that you're following us, if you're following us and if um, if you can follow visit our website, themirandaproject.com, P-R-O-J-C-T.com. You know, with all of that, you know, I just want to jump into this whole thing. Um, When our last we we spoke or we 
we were talking about the history of how we got to where we are, right? We were talking about the history of Afghanistan and what took place and how we got to being or having boots on the ground in Afghanistan. And and after the attacks of 9-11, then we obviously were hell-bent on capturing Osama bin Laden. We, we He claimed responsibility for those acts and we wanted him to pay for the the, the just the disaster of of you know that day i mean it, it thinking about it it just it, it brings you know it pulls at the heartstrings and and you know we definitely wanted to go and make sure that he paid for the acts of 9-11 so at the time president bush uh was again he was the acting uh, president not and by acting i mean he was the president at the time again we we he's president because that's the title that he has and he will always be president even though he's not currently in office so i want to clear that up another thing that i wanted to clear up because i saw that's been kind of flying around social media and, and and uh giving people a bit of misinformation so i want to clear this up and please understand this a U.S. president cannot declare war. The president of the United States does not have the power to declare war on any country. I've seen something flying around social media talking about the fact that we're cleaning up the mess of a past administration, meaning the administration of President Bush. President Bush did not have the authority to say, let's go into Afghanistan and let's declare war on them. That's not how this takes place. The only way he can do that is if he has the backing of Congress. Congress has the power to declare war on other countries. Congress is the only one that has the power. And by Congress, please understand, by Congress, I mean the House and I mean the Senate. The House of Representatives and the Senate, they are the ones that have the power to declare war, not the president of the United States. Please get that clear. So now with that business out of the way, now we see now we have boots on the ground, but we weren't just going into Afghanistan to try and capture uh, Osama bin Laden. That wasn't our only goal. That wasn't the only reason why we were going in there. There were. Other reasons that sometimes people seem to forget, again, this was a war on terror. That was the catchphrase. That was the main phrase. That was the main objective. It was a war on terror. But at the same time, terror had a three-pronged lugged approach to it, right? It was, it was Osama bin Laden and what he had done, uh, uh, you know, utilizing those planes to come onto U.S. soil and do the, the horrors that he did at the World Trade Center and so on. Right. But while we go, while we're in the midst of that, the United States asks the Taliban who are in control of Afghanistan at the time, we tell them, hey, give us Osama bin Laden extradite Osama bin Laden to us. Send him over so that he can get the punishment that he deserves for the crimes that he has committed against this country. The Taliban at the time tell the United States, no, we're not doing it. We're not sending a, 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 a what's it called, Osama bin Laden to you. We're not doing it. Sorry, 
Uh, in other words, and I think I mentioned this in episode one, and I hate to use the term again, but the Taliban pretty much told the United States to go kick rocks. They said, we're not going to extradite one of our own, uh, uh, um, you know, and, and by one of our own, meaning a, a, a firm believer in Islam, an extremist like us. And again, I'm not singling out anyone that is uh, uh, believes in Islam. Please, this is not what this is about. They were an extreme group. He was a part of Al Qaeda, an extreme group that committed a crime against the United States and the United States wanted him in our country to to basically go through a trial for his crimes. Because, again, you're not guilty until I mean, you're yeah, you're, you're not guilty in this country. Uh, uh, you're innocent until proven guilty. Right. So but. You know, with with that being said, I mean, we could throw that out the window because he took credit for it. Uh, with that, he, you know, the Taliban again, it just refused to 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 hand him over. And with everything that we had mentioned before, all the 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 atrocities of what was going on in Afghanistan, how the Taliban were 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 ruling over the people the the inhumane way that they were ruling over the people the 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 iron fists the the public mutilations the decapitations the, the 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 different things that they were doing the 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 sharia law the the extreme uh, uh way of of handling you know women the the extreme uh, uh, just everything was to the extreme and it was just also something that was a humanitarian effort see the u.s went in not only in a war of terror and by a war of terror meaning the terror that attacked uh u.s embassies and 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 the world trade center and and so on but we were also talking about the domestic terror that was going on in afghanistan against afghans we were also going against that you see because you had a terror regime the taliban ruling over afghanistan and we saw it fit that it was up to us the united states to go into afghanistan and free these afghans from this oppressive rule to go in and free them and be able to establish a democratic government obviously an islamic democratic government we didn't go in there we didn't want to go in there and say no now you're going to be what we tell you to be no we wanted to go in there and free them from the oppression free them from the taliban so that they can become the country that they wanted to become that they can vote for their leaders that they can vote for who they wanted representing them that they have the same freedoms that you and i have that's what the united states that was the goal of going in to afghanistan was get osama bin laden and get the taliban out of power but why do we wanted to go take the uh, taliban out of power because the taliban told us not only once but twice we're not going to give you osama bin laden we don't care what he did to uh you in 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 uh, africa we don't care what he did to you in new york we don't care we're going to do what we want to do and we're going to continue to rule our country the way that we see fit and at that point we said we have to go in and we did and 20 years later 
we are where we are today. So we were in Afghanistan for 20 years, for the last 20 years. We were in there helping them defeat the Taliban. And we had defeated the Taliban in not so many, in not, not a long time period. It was rather easy how we went in and defeated the Taliban. Um, the, we, we were helping them establish their own government. They, they, we helped them establish a, a, a democratic government. Of course, with their, you know, their religious beliefs, obviously, we, we, we allowed them to, to have the freedoms that we have. We, we introduced them to the freedoms that we have. And, and here, this country that still is having these internal wars, the Taliban is still kind of fighting against the, the Al Qaeda, uh, you know, uh, Al Qaeda, they don't like each other. Remember, we we talked about that there are two separate factions that don't like each other. They they might have the same ends, the same means, or 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 the the the, the same thought process on certain things, but they don't like each other. So they they continue to fight against each other in the outskirts of Afghanistan, um, and we're we're helping them defeat them and 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 push them back and 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 keep this country safe. In, in in what's it called in a democratic or an islamic democratic you know rule and, and you go back to many years ago if you go back and i didn't talk about it in episode one but there was a time where they had this already and now we're letting them or we're uh, uh helping them rather have this again so here we are and, and we're, we're we're training the afghan uh police we're training afghan troops we're, we're uh helping them get themselves ready uh um to be able to govern themselves to be able to protect protect themselves but again the things are going on in the background there's still these militias there's still these different groups this is a war stricken country this is you know hard you know old habits die hard as they say and all these things are still going on and, and in the meantime as we're doing all of this as we're helping them as they're uh, holding their own elections and, and 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 electing their own president we're still looking for osama bin laden we're still looking for the guy that knocked down the world trade center and uh, you know it was an exhaustive 10 years i believe if if i remember correctly um yes we went in in 2001 and we finally finally in 2011 in an operation in pakistan in oh excuse me abu tabad pakistan we killed the leader of al-qaeda we found osama bin laden and we killed Osama bin Laden. And I remember, I remember getting the news and I remember the, 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 um, the press conference. I remember at the time, uh, President Obama, uh, coming to the podium and, and announcing that this had taken place. Um, if I remember, uh, don't quote me fact checkers. If there's any out there, seal Tim six going in and, dispatching of the al-qaeda leader um but in the meantime we're still in afghanistan and we're preparing uh these people we're, we're trying to help them establish uh a a a government that is one that is 
for all you know the, the again and i reiterate the freedoms that we have is the freedoms that we were trying to give the afghan people and these people had this freedom they were enjoying self-governing for 20 years they were enjoying the 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 the, the little bit of freedoms that that we claim to have they were enjoying that and that's why we were there for the amount of time that we were there granted it was an endless war we were there for 20 years and President Barack Obama himself, in the year 2014, he promised to scale down the troops, bring our boys back home. And this was something that we, we've been working on bringing back our troops for a very long time. We were there 20 years. The, the, the term endless war is one because 20 years is a long time. And the reason why it was such a long time and the reason why we were there for, for the amount of time that we were is because all of the infighting and all of the uncertainty and all of the back and forth and, and Al Qaeda that, that still hung around. And even the, despite the fact that, uh, their leader had been, had been killed and, and the Taliban that still were, were, were out there and they were still trying to do, you know, try to take control and, 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 and all these different things that were going on. And, and we were there to help them be able to govern themselves to be able to defend themselves we gave them weapons we gave them uh, i mean we supplied them with many 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 things and, and i mean I, I i can go back to 2008 where 15 billion dollars in aid to afghanistan was given in, in in a conference in paris so there were you know the, the United States and our allies went into Afghanistan over the last 20 years to assist this country to become its own country outside of oppressive rule, outside of an iron fisted rule. I, I, you know, just a country that would be able to fend for itself and govern itself in a democratic or excuse me in a democratic way So like I said, this is where things begin to get interesting. And this is something that else that I saw flying around uh, uh, social media that I want to clear up. OK, because there's th there's this thing that's been flying around saying that uh, uh, President Trump, he did a deal. He made a deal. And I believe even uh, President Biden alluded to the to, to this same deal. Uh, um, so I want to clear this 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 whole thing up and kind of give you some understanding about it so that you can basically uh, uh, again research this uh, you know on your own so president trump obviously goes into office once barack obama leaves uh, he's elected into office in in august uh, of 2017 uh, then president trump tells um, the media that he is not going to draw back any troops at the time there is a in a, a, a plan that he wants to draw them back but he doesn't want to draw them back at the moment because he's afraid of there being a vacuum of terrorists or a vacuum for terrorists 
meaning that if he pulls out the troops all at once or if he pulls out the troops without there being some kind of a strategic drawback that there will be a vacuum for the terrorists meaning that the terror terrorists are going to take that as a sign of yes we can do what we want to do in afghanistan we're going to go back and we're going to be able to take over tag does that sound familiar anyways so here's here's where we go back to what we're talking about this whole thing that's been kind of flying around social media and um even like i said uh the president alluded to this deal that president trump did with the taliban you see the president said that he would draw back his troops beginning may 1st of 2020 but in this deal he told the taliban and this is the important part Again, the year is important because he said that he would begin to draw back May 1st, 2020. Pay attention to that. But in that deal, he told the Taliban that he, if for any reason they take any action against any Americans or any Afghans that they would pay the consequences for their actions. Yes, we promise to draw back. Yes, we're going to do it and we're going to do it strategically. But if we find out that you're doing any of your, you know, terrorist acts against any American, you will feel the full, the full might of the U.S. government. What happens a few weeks later? U.S. bombs the Taliban. The 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 um the you know they broke the deal. He, he, they 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 broke the deal, and he goes in and he shows them what he meant by not breaking the deal. He did he he broke he broke the deal as much as they broke the deal. So we want to clear that up because there's been all these things flying around saying that, oh, the president, you know, President Trump brokered this, this deal. And, and this is the reason for why we are where we are today. And, and and those those soldiers you mentioned earlier, those are his responsibility. Let's clear it up. That's not how this happened. President Trump in 2020 told the Taliban, we will withdraw troops they signed a peace treaty. We will withdraw troops if you abide by these rules. There were conditions. They broke the conditions and they paid for 18 months until the, the occurrence of the, the last couple of days until the bombing of Kabul. There was no American bloodshed. But we have just lost 13 of our bravest soldiers in a attack on Kabul. So I wanted to put that out there. I want to clear that up. Now, why is that important? You know, you 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 bring up the fact that President Trump bartered this deal and 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 there was supposed to be peace and and there was no peace and there was supposed to be a drawback. It was his idea to draw back troops and and it it it, it sits on him. There there was always a plan for a drawback. There was always a plan for a drawback. The significance about it is that there was a plan, but there was a significance. The significance, I'm sorry, is that it was a strategic drawback. 
There had to be a strategic drawback that we were going to pull the, the soldiers back with a strategy so that there wouldn't be a vacuum, so there wouldn't be an opening, so that we, we, we were being, we would be able to defend ourselves and defend the people of Afghanistan, defend the people that helped us. That's the plan. That's what we wanted to do. Well, that's what I thought we wanted to do, but that's not what happened. There, there was no strategic drawback. There was just a drawback. There was no protection of American citizens in Afghanistan. There was no protection of any Afghan citizens that helped Americans. There was just a drawback and a very bad drawback that caused the lives of those 13 brave souls. I, I, I don't understand that. I, I really, I, I, I don't get it. So to further clarify, yes, there was a deal between President Trump and the Taliban to withdraw troops um, the, by May 1st. Um, but once again, to make it specific so that you understand, once they killed an American soldier, the deal was off and they felt the might of the United States forces. So. That deal that is referenced, that deal that they keep floating around, that deal that even President Biden at this time is talking about, that deal had long been broken. So let's not reference that deal. But let's talk about their strategic or the lack thereof of a strategic drawback of, of you know, our troops in the country. Let, let, let's talk about that because I'm no, I, listen, I, I'm not going to go out here. I am no kind of military strategist in any way, shape or form. I am not a military strategist. I, I Listen, you probably would have sunk in my battleship over 20 times. You probably would be continuously captured capturing my flag i am not a, 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 a military strategist in an, in the in the least form but let me tell you something I, I even i know this not being a military strategist but if somebody's coming to my home if somebody's breaking in into my home and i have a safe room i'm gonna go into the safe room until they're done until they're gone why am I going to go into the safe room? It's the safest place in the room. Says, excuse me. It's the safest place in the house. Now, I might not have a safe room now, but I know where I can go and I can hide and be safe and keep my family safe. I know because it's my home. See, they're intruders. They're coming in. They, I, they have no idea. Now, again, how does that correlate? It's their country. How does that make sense? You're talking about a safe room. You're talking about a, a, a um, that's their country. That's your house. You know your house. We didn't know our house. You didn't, we didn't know their country. We, we, we didn't, there was no safe room. There was a safe place for our troops to not only 
protect themselves, but protect the people, the citizens, the United States citizens that were in Afghanistan. And that was the Bagram Airfield. But we did not utilize it. We gave it up. The Bagram Airfield was a highly fortified airfield that would have allowed us to be able to bring in our US, our U.S. citizens safely and protect them. Highly fortified. We would have been able to protect Afghans. We would have been able to protect those that helped us while we were there for the amount of time. No, we gave it up. So in other words, the intruder comes into my house i'm gonna sit in the living room with my legs crossed and an array of weapons that he can use against me now do you get the analogy it might not be that um we they laid out a bunch of weapons at the time but oh my goodness did we leave a bunch of weapons behind that's something that we're going to talk about in a few minutes but we did not draw back or leave Afghanistan strategically. We left it. We left that country in such a bad way that it cost the lives of 13 of our servicemen and women. That's how horribly this happened. Those men and women wouldn't have lost their lives if we had not let go of Bagram, Bagram Airfield. No, instead we go to Kabul. A city airport that is surrounded by mountains that we have no way of really securing anyone. But you know why? You know what? You know what happened? And again, I'll give you the other analogy. Now the crook comes in and I'm going to tell the crook, hey, the, the intruder. Listen, intruder. Listen, take what you want to take. Go ahead. But please don't hurt me. Please, please, please don't hurt me. I, I'm going to trust you to not to hurt me. What is what? How's that fit? What are you talking about, Manny? We said that the Taliban weren't going to do anything to us. The Taliban wasn't going to go ahead and do anything. We trusted them. We trusted them to not attack us. Now, granted, it wasn't the Taliban that took credit for the bombing. It was ISIS-K. But again, those are militia groups and... Uh, you know what? I, I'm going to go out into, on a limb and I'm going to say that that helped out the Taliban. You know why? Because instead of having a bunch of or a group of Afghans outside of Kab the Kabul airport, what's it called? Trying to get out of, uh, of Afghanistan. Let's bomb it. Let's bomb that area so that people don't go there because it makes us look bad. The Taliban. Again, speculation i'm not saying that's what happened don't quote me um uh, again i'm you know just thinking outside the box could that have happened i don't know could it be a possibility i don't know could it be a high possibility maybe is a lot of things about optics a hundred percent i mean listen i'm just here giving you information if we would have stayed in Bagram Airfield, we would have been able to get our people out safely. And talking about that, it is so sad, so sad. That is September 1st, 2021. And we have left countless, countless amount of Americans behind in Afghanistan.
I don't care that they're telling you that it's 200, that it's under 100. That they, That's just them giving you numbers to make you feel good. Oh, it's just 200. That's no big deal. We can get 200. We could probably do like two trips. You know, we'll barter something with the Taliban. We'll make some kind of a deal and we'll be able to get them out. Two trips. We'll get those people out of there. It's not that number. It's a lot more. It, it, it truly is a lot more. This has been, and again, I am no military strategist, but this has been the worst military operation in U.S. history. It has been the worst. And mind you, who is the commander in chief? Who is the commander in chief? This is his doing. I don't care where your politics stand. I really don't. This is his responsibility. He has to wear this hat. No one else. No one else. But he's going to try to pawn it off on other administrations. Even the administration that he was part of, he was part of. Even the administration that he was the vice president of, he is thrown under the bus. Because, again, something floating around out there talking about he's cleaning up the mess of previous administrations. And that's Bush, Obama, Trump. He's cleaning up those administrations. So let's get that clear. He wears this. No one else. He wears this. It's just a sad, sad day. So, such, so sad to, to sit here and talk to you and knowing that there are people out there that still want to come home and they're telling you uh, that they that they gave these people ample warning they're telling you that there's these people refuse to leave because they had ties to their family members there now were there people like that possibly i i don't you can't tell me that there wasn't there probably were you know, I, I'm, I'm, I can't come out. I can't sit here and tell you they're completely and utterly lying to you. But I can tell you that they're lying to you. There were hundreds, if not more people trying to get out. These people were trying to get out. We saw the videos of the people lined up outside of Kabul airport. We, you saw it. So I'm just, I want to clear all of this stuff up and you can do the research on your own. I'm not here telling you that this is a hundred percent true, but I'm telling you, do the research, do it on your own, find out and see that there are people out there that still want to come home. Now they're telling us that they will be making the effort to go out there and come and get these people out, but they should have been out way before the, there was a drawback. Way before there was a drawback. Again, going back to the strategic leaving of Afghanistan. Strategy. Again, you would have sunk in my battleship. I am not a strategic military or military strategist. But I know that if there's something bad going on in my home, I have to protect the people of my home. So the first people out of my home, if there's a fire, if there's a crook, if there's something, the first people out of my home are my children and my wife. Those are the first people out. Then it's me. Why did we leave behind American citizens, the most vulnerable? They can't protect themselves. Why?
we took out our servicemen before we took out all of our people. And that's just sad. The worst military strategy. This is going down in history as the worst military operation in U.S. history. You could take my word for it. You can take anyone's word for it. But this will go down as the worst military operation. And they can clean it up all they want because they're doing it now. They're cleaning it up. You, you, I, listen, I'm sure you're going on the news and you're, you're, you're listening to them and they're telling you that this was a success and there's only 200 people and we're going to be able to get them out and we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And, 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 but not successful. Get them out first. That's successful. Get those people out first. Get the most vulnerable out first. I'm not a military strategist, but I know that. Get the most vulnerable out first. So let's go back to the analogy of me sitting on the couch with my legs crossed and on the ca coffee table, a whole array of weapons for the uh, intruder to come and utilize against me. Again, you're like, how did that correlate? And then, you know, we start talking about the $85 billion worth of equipment that we left in Afghanistan. And again, now you're probably going to hear, no, that's not true, that there, that that's not happened. It's only 20 billion. It's not 85 billion. Yeah, it's $85 billion worth of taxpayer-funded military equipment in the hands of the Taliban, in the hand of terrorists, in the hands of people that have mutilated others in, the, in public, for the, in, 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 in the hands of extremists. This is where we have left... $85 billion worth of military equipment. You don't believe me? Listen, I, 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 I have a small list here. I mean, if you want to believe me or don't want to believe me, it's fine. Uh, uh, but we've left 22,174 Hummers. We, we've, we've left uh, 358,530 assault rifles, 169 armor personal carriers, you know, 64,300 63 machine guns yeah we've we've even left helicopters 33 helicopters 33 black hawks uh, we've left planes behind we have 10 10 cessna, a cessna acs 208 those are military grade planes we've left transport planes four c-130s we've left radios behind we've left night vision goggles behind hey, oh dang that just shows my frustration right there. And I'm, I'm sorry, I hit the microphone a little bit, but God. This is what we've left them. This is what we've left behind. How is this a successful withdrawal? Now, I get it. There's certain things there that were left behind that we wouldn't be able to to bring back. So we disable it. We blow it up. We destroy it. We do something. No, we didn't do none of that. We didn't do any of that. We didn't. We just left it. We left it. 
Oh, 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 no, no, there was reports out there saying that we did disable some of them, the ones that we were able to disable so that they weren't be able to utilize them. So they've been completely disabled. And so what stops them from getting an engineer and fixing it? I'm just curious, instead of completely destroying it. My question. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm no engineer. I'm no pilot. I, I don't have any kind of military training or any of that. But that seems like a lot of equipment. And you've seen the videos. Come on, man. You've seen the videos of, of, of the Afghans, or excuse me, the Taliban wearing our uniforms, walking around with our right, with, with our M16s, walking around with our night vision goggles. You've seen it. There's not only me. You've seen it. This is basically, we just gifted a terror regime $85 billion worth of of military equipment they are better equipped than some other nations and this was a successful withdrawal please please look it up do the research and find out for yourself don't believe what they're telling you you don't have to believe what i'm telling you but do it on your own believe what you see with your own eyes that's what i'm asking at this point because right now you look at this and that is scary that is scary but this is supposed to be a successful withdrawal this was supposed to be successful i i, I don't see the success in this i don't we've left people behind we've left the weapons behind and it's it's just and we've lost american lives we've lost uh, uh, afghani lives there were over 90 people that died in that bombing and, and now there are confirmed reports of the taliban going after the people that helped us because apparently there was a list that was also left behind for them of those people that either applied for a job with the state department applied for a job with the british um forces or just helped us that translated for us that helped us while we were there the taliban is going around killing them this is what they're doing and this is supposed to this was supposed to be successful i i I'd still please enlighten me please let me know where there's supposed to be some semblance of success in this because i still i'm yet to see it i don't see it i i, I wish i could see it but i i don't i i don't see it i really don't this is again the most i mean the worst I, I'm I'm at a loss for words, man. This has this is the worst military, uh, just the worst withdrawal, the mo, mo, the worst military action, anything that's gonna go down in U.S. history. And and again, I'm at a loss for words because I'm beside myself. I, I'm beside myself. But you know what? The craziest thing, and and I want to finish with this because this is, to me, this is the craziest thing. This drawback or this withdrawal, this, this, this loss of life, the, 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 the fact that you have all of these weapons that were left behind and all of this stuff that was left behind and, 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 and these people that, that we've empowered in a way that, by the way, once the last troop left Afghanistan, they celebrated a victory by blowing or shooting up in the air, shooting their guns in the air because they won. 
They won. They beat the mighty United States because we withdrew. And we withdrew with our tail between our legs. But you know what? You know why? Because this was a photo op. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This is my opinion. Please understand. And this is my opinion. I'm going to, there's no into the, my opinion or, 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 or anything like that. Cause th- this, this, all of this plays into, this is the, my opinion segment. I'm not going to go into it afterwards. I'm, this is the, my opinion segment right here. This was all done for a photo op. What do you mean? This was for a photo op. The president of the United States wanted to stand or wants to stand at the 9-11 memorial and say, I'm the guy, me, I'm the guy that finally got our boys out of Afghanistan, me, me, I want to be, he wants to be the guy, he wants to be there on the 20th commemoration of 9-11, put his arm over his chest, not look at his watch, but put his arm over his chest and say, it was me, I did it, me, my administration, we got the people out of Afghanistan, forget about all the other stuff. Forget about the fact that we left people behind. Forget about the fact that there were 13 lives lost unnecessarily. There was 90 lives lost unnecessarily. Forget all of that. I, me, I got them out of, my administration got them out of there. That's my opinion. Is it 100% right? I don't know. I can't tell you. Am I entitled to my opinion? Yes, I'm entitled to my opinion. This is what I believe. I strongly believe this was a photo op. This was done for that purpose. I promised that I was going to scale down the troops and I did it because I'm cleaning up the messes of the previous administrations, even the administration that I was on. But me, my administration is the one that got the troops out, finally got the troops out out i did it i'm gonna stand whether it's on in in new york whether it's at the pentagon whether it's on the white house lawn whether it's wherever it is whether it's in delaware wherever it is i'm gonna stand and i'm gonna take to the podium and i'm going to say it was my successful operation that got the americans out of this endless war, me, I did it. And that's my opinion. And you can fight me if you want to. You can come and tell me that I'm wrong. It's yet to be seen. It's September 1st. We still have 10 days to the 11th. But it remains to be seen. But to me, I just feel that all indications lead to that. This was a horrendous withdrawal. We unnecessarily lost lives american lives afghani lives we we've left people behind and this is how we've gotten here how we've gotten here and what is going on in in afghanistan i hope that i've answered that question in a way and i hope that i've enlightened you in a way i've hoped that i've educated in some way and i hope that i've empowered you in some way and by empowering i hope that you go with all you go on google or whoever whomever it is whatever search engine it is that you that, that you utilize and do the research for yourself and you come to your own conclusions you come to your own answers 
I can give you my opinion. I can give you how I feel. I can give you the facts. I can read off of whatever article it is that I've found or whatever. But I'm just giving you my opinion and I'm giving you as to how it is that I feel and how it is that we've gotten to the point that we've gotten. The other day, excuse me, yesterday, rather, I woke up and I saw something on my Instagram feed for the harsh reality of it. The person that posted it, they're 100 percent right. They woke up today knowing that there are there is no that excuse me, that the United States is not in at war with anyone. 100 percent right. But at what cost? What cost? What was the cost of that? There are soldiers right now that are without limbs. There are soldiers right now that have lost friends. There are soldiers right now that are probably scratching their heads and saying, was all of this for naught? The time that I served in Afghanistan, did it mean anything? Listen, I'm nobody. I am just a guy in my basement talking to you, recording my voice and putting it out there for people to listen and hopefully appreciate and hopefully share and whatever the case may be. But it wasn't for not. You guys did your job. You guys did what you were supposed to do. And we love you and appreciate you for what you have done and what you have sacrificed. It was your administrations that failed you. It was your administration that failed you. It wasn't you. You did what you were supposed to do. And I thank you for your service. With that being said, I thank you all for being on with us here on the Miranda Project. This is uh, a a culmination to um, what is going on in Afghanistan. I hope that we've reached some kind of an answer. And before I sign off, um, I just want to go back to something that I saw uh, a friend of mine had actually posted on Facebook and it, it was rather interesting because I had spoken to about it a few episodes prior um, to this one. I don't remember or recall which one it is, but I had again quoted the Bible and in my quote, I had quoted Matthew and um, the end of days and I had mentioned that particular verse where um, they were talking about wars and all of that. And in that verse, Jesus is explaining the end of days to the apostles. Again, I'm not coming to you and telling you this is end of days, but I can tell you that the Bible has been spot on. And everything that the Bible has said, if you will go back to the book of Matthew and read those verses, it would tell you that there are rumors of war, that there is famine, that there is nations standing against nations. Is it the end of days? I don't know. Only God knows that. But it is definitely a confirmation that the Bible is spot on. Again, God bless you all. Have a good one. I hope that this was enlightening to you all. Talk to you soon.